Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, 7 o'clock. Welcome to our Sycamore Township trustee meeting for Tuesday, July 14th, 2020. Let the record show that all three trustees are present. And due to the COVID-19 pandemic, we are following rules set down by our governor. We are practicing social distancing. Each of us wore masks and had our temperature taken as we entered the building, as did those in attendance. Now, those of you who can, please rise for our invocation tonight, read by Trustee Tom Weedman. Heavenly Father, we humbly ask your guidance and direction today. Give us wisdom concerning all the matters before us. We ask your blessings on our families and all the families that we represent. Continue to make Sycamore Township a community of beauty, faith, prosperity, harmony, and love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Please remain standing for our Pledge of Allegiance. Pledge of Allegiance to the Father, of the United States of America, and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I'm making a motion to approve the June 30th, 2020 workshop meeting minutes. Do we have a second? second? Any discussion? Any comments? Mr. Mr. Porter, would you call the roll? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Fiscal Officer Rob Porter has our bills and our receipts. Yes, we had... Uh, Receipts of $430,260.57, disbursements of $392,984.21. A complete listing of all receipts and disbursements is available in your packet. Motion to approve. Second. Any comments, questions? Mr. Porter? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Next up, we have public comments. We'll check with the Administrator Ray Warwick. Let me just mention that, uh, Skylar, we want to have the four-minute time limit. Yes, we're going to follow rules that were set down by a previous board. And this will, again, I've repeated this in the past, not a time for a dialogue, not a question and answer time. We could answer your question when you are through, during your, after your four-minute uh, talk that you have. Um, or we can answer it during trustees' comments or leave your contact information and someone will get back to you quickly. First up is uh, Kathy Kugler and we have a portable mic. Okay, if I stand here. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I have a mask on. Okay. Um, do I need? Uh, I'll say my name is Kathy Kugler. I live at 7106 Tenderfoot Lane uh, in Sycamore Township. And over the past several years, uh, I have seen developments come in through our community and those nearby. And uh, typically, everything is cut down. Uh, if you drive by the CIG, you'll see that every tree is gone there with the exception of one or two. I sent you a letter, and I don't know if it's in your packet. Thank you. I'll just read that. 
Uh, the Cooper Creek Collaborative is a win-win opportunity to repair years of damage to our streams in Sycamore Township. Over 500 tree planting sites, which are located in township right-of-ways, have been identified. These plantings will be completely funded without any monies from the township. The cooperative will cover the purchase and planting of the trees. The tree sites, type, and location will be approved by the township. No trees will impair line of sight or pose hazards. So the Sycamore Township Civic Association asks that you, the township, formally support this endeavor. And I've provided a letter to you. So thank you very much. Any questions of me? Thank you for your time. Thank you. Our next uh, speaker is Jay Janice. Janice, J. Janice Jr., 4462 Daffodil Avenue, Sycamore Township, Ohio. Um, this, this month is the 30th anniversary of the federal law, the American with Disabilities Act passage. Just like to make a couple comments. Since the appointment of our new administrator, Mr. Work, I've talked with him a few times about making these location, this venue, more inclusive for all. So you can tell the doors there, they used to always have one open, and now there are two. I find that commendable. Uh, he brought, at the request of some citizens, really they were challenged. You've got some wooden chairs with armrests and a nice cushion for us. I find that commendable. And last but not least in this comment part, um, he put two new uh, handicapped parking signs in the front, which replaced ones were very deteriorated, and I do appreciate that. Um, there was a lot of discussion recently about the 4th of July and possible Sycamore Township sponsorship or participation in it on the, in one of the northern um, parks or parks in the northern part of the township. Um, and I can tell you that it went over quite well. There was no problems. Everyone had a great time. Depending on how all this COVID medical issues work out, Assuming we're, some of us are still around for the next 4th of July, maybe the township would be interested in um, being more participatory in it and uh, helping to promote it for all, and I think it went very well. The um, <coughs> next item is many of the township vehicles I happen to notice over the years, um, unlike many of the other um, entities in Hamilton County and other places, have no logos on prominently displayed indicating that they're owned or operated by a specific governmental entity or department. Some of the township vehicles have, uh, some may call them decals, 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 stickers, some are in the back, some are on the side windows, but I think we should have them on the left front door and right front door of every vehicle. Some of the vehicles have none. Um, there is a, on the park budget, we have no, um, festival this year and there was over a hundred thousand budgeted for the uh, festival there is an unused portion of approximately four thousand dollar from a Duke grant which no one's ever been able to explain to me where the first half went to and what happened to the second half I would ask in your budget con budget considerations that you leave 
that amount at least in the parks so that the parks advisory committee can present to you in the future some ideas where what we think might be uh, improvements for all in the parks um, at the last meeting and before There was some discussion over um, who oversees who, and I believe our trustee administrator, or the excuse me, the administrator, Mr. Work, made a organizational chart, which is public record on the home page. And I, I was very pleasantly surprised to see at the top it says residents. I thought that was great. Underneath that, equal their trustees, fiscal officer. Underneath that is administrator. So in essence, all of you work for all of us here that live and work in Sycamore Township. And I think sometimes in the heat of the moment, many of us should take that into account. You are here to represent us. We may have differing views, but I think that's very important for you to um, hear us out. In the preamble, we just went by the 4th of July in the preamble of the United States Constitution, the first three words, which I think are probably the greatest in every government document anywhere in the world are, we the people. I think that's what it's all about. Whenever we have some discussion, whether you agree with us or not, I hope you give us at least the courtesy to hear us out. And thank you for your time. Thank you. Next is uh, John Abram. Thanks, Roy. Sir, if you can stand about two feet in front of that table, I think right there's good. Yep. Is that good? All right. In a June meeting, you circumvented the normal order of business to hold a brainstorming session on a request concerning a 4th of July fireworks event. This lasted an hour and 20 minutes by my unofficial account. It would seem this could have been conducted under new business or some other manner, rather not under the four-minute restricted public comments. As it turned out, the promoters promised not to have wide range of advertising of the event. For example, WLW newspaper made a fool of the township's leaders who believed this promise. Other issues here. Mr. James, I do not said I do not have any public record subject to Mr. Abraham's request under Ohio law. Unfortunately, this is not responsive as it applies to Trustee LaBarba. He has failed to provide any response to my questions. Does this mean there is no activity, records, communications by Trustee LaBarbera as they relate to any events leading up to the hiring of Ray Warwick? The township did not advertise this position. Therefore, you failed to search for the best qualified candidate. No women were to be considered. No minorities were to be considered. Is this a normal business practice for the majority of other organizations and businesses? Is this exercising transparency? Is this indicative of a political setup not in the best interest of township taxpayers? The township had no defined qualifications for the personnel search. Again, this is normal business practice, or is this normal business practice for the majority of other organizations or businesses? It seems to be standard course of business for the new good old boys club here in Sycamore Township. Trustee James, you managed to research pay structures of the administrators of numerous regional townships. But did you research their hiring practices, recruiting ads, outlines of qualified uh, qualifications, typical search pools, and any practices for involvement or disclosures to the township residents? Apparently not. 
It wasn't in your disclosure. In business, we call that best practices. Quote, I interviewed one candidate, Mr. Work, at great length, and Mr. LaBarba did the same. The anointed single candidate has a glowing government executive resume touting his business acumen. He had spent less than four years in government and his previous years in businesses on and off during which obviously the unmentioned bankruptcy occurred. Trustee James admitted in the June meeting he knew of Mr. Wark's huge bankruptcy. So, I'm to, so am I to assume Trustee LaBarbera also knew or has provided this information? What is the truth? If you knew this critical background fault in, one, in your one and only hand-picked candidate, you have failed to uphold any minimum standard of business practices to protect the interests of the township taxpayers. If you did not know of this fault, you are again making a fool of yourselves and the township. The lack of transparency is astounding. I'll note I'll be addressing some of Mr. Abraham's comments during trustee comments later and responding to his prior ones, but it appears he's... And I notice he's leaving the building once again. Why don't you stay, you, you why don't you stay here for, for the comments later? If, yes. if I may, fortunately, we have video. You're welcome to watch it later, sir. Thank you for your comments. Next is uh, Dave Lewis. Mr. Lewis, do you we mind? We need to have you on the yeah, mic yeah. so it can go out over the air. Uh -oh. Sorry about that. No Thanks. My name is Dave Lewis. I've lived in Sycamore Township for three years. I live in the Glenover neighborhood. We also have my colleague and neighbor, Jeb um, Lyons, who also has lived in the neighborhood for three years. As you can see from your packet, um, I'm going to make a claim, provide some evidence, and then some reasoning. So in 2019, Strasser, a company based out of Columbus, applied a Cape Seal in our neighborhood. Residents believe Strasser product failed, meaning the product doesn't work properly, and Strasser had uh, an application failure, meaning the Strasser uh, did not apply the actual product correctly. We've been told by both Strasser and Sycamore officials there was no application failure or there's no product failure. So if you see in these pictures, those are the actual pictures from Strasser's website. You can see on the top left one, the on the right side, you can see the finished product. On the left, you can see um, the old product. And the issue we're having is the Cape Seal <coughs> is worse off than what we had before it. So, if you flip the page, on the first picture, you'll see an immense amount of debris in the gutters. Every time it rains in our neighborhood, we get this debris in our gutters. It's a liability issue, okay, not only because it ruins the gutters, but it also can cause breaking issues 
for which our pets and kids are at risk because it limits the friction. And if you look at the far right picture, you can see that that debris is roughly a half inch deep. Flipping on to the next page, you can see the gouges in this uh, product. The far left picture, you can see a twig is embedded in that product, okay? This is, not, this is one example. It's all throughout our neighborhood. How is that not an application error when there are twigs in the product? Okay, our cul-de-sacs on Apple, Knoll, and Raiders Run are just decimated. It's tough to tell in this little picture, but each of those dark spots is like a golf divot. Uh, the pictures to the right of that are just examples of more gouges. And then if you look at the far right picture of that double gouge, you can really see in this picture that this Cape Seal is, it's kind of like 60 grit sandpaper. It's not smooth like the asphalt like that we had before. Then if you flip the page here, you can see the sewer caps. Any person with half a brain can look at that left picture and see that that's an application error. Not only, and then if you look at the far right one, that one's completely covered up. I, this is a guesstimate, but about half of our sewer caps are either completely covered up or you can't get to them. If you flip the page, the next page you can see injuries and damages to our equipment. Um, because it's so coarse like gritty sandpaper, it eats our kids' legs up when they fall off their bikes. You can see these two handicapped tires here that there's complete chunks missing out of them. And lastly, I conducted a survey, right? If you think of me, of, I'm not like the most popular guy in our neighborhood, but you can see I conducted this in 41 votes. No one is satisfied with this. That's out of 100 people via Facebook. Thanks so, for everybody's time. Yes, we'd like Strausser, you guys to hold Strausser accountable. accountable. That's it. We don't want to complain. We just want people to Thank you very much. Thank you. May I ask a few questions? Sorry, when was the work done? The summer of 2019, one year. Okay, and was it was it like this at the start, or did it appear for a It was better. <laughs> it was actually better. It was smoother. Um, well, are, it, are these pictures here from the time it was done, or are these? Those pictures? pictures are from Cape Seal, saying that's what their product should look okay, like. Okay, so these are not your streets. Absolutely are. not. No, I was using those as a benchmark to show you what they say their product looks like, and then the, those pictures you use that you see in there, what it actually looks like. The whole brochure that this is our street. Right. Yeah. Oh, I, I understand that. Yeah. With the exception of those two front pictures. Right. I learned about this from one of your neighbors a month or so ago. I think I had suggested to her she reach out to you to have you bring this to us. And I had asked Mr. Kellums about it at the time, I think, or, or someone. What is the story with this? How did Strasser end up doing this the way they did? This doesn't look like what we contracted for, I would think. Well, it's never going to be smooth in the first place. It is, of course, application it's but, never going to be smooth like asphalt so so why did we decide to go from that from asphalt because that Lindcris in that packet they do have asphalt that's smooth. this is the product that we use to extend the life of our pavement we've been using this for years and we've had good success with it it's a it's, can i show you this packet sure i've been down there i've seen it i've looked at the streets three times 
You personally? The, the quality yes, of personal. work is just unacceptable. <clears throat> it's my understanding, Mr. Tracy, that the Penguin neighborhood's next. I just feel like if that was a professional job, if that was a private job, they'd probably be taking a small claim for it, you know, because it wouldn't have been paid for their services just because the quality of work is so bad. That's, that's what we want to communicate. Mm -hmm. it, and the reason, if I may interject, the reason that it took us a couple months to complain, it was so poor. We thought it was half the application. We thought there was yeah. going to be a never top came back. Back. Yeah. Like, What? I mean, I'll look at it again, but obviously these gouges were put in by a piece of equipment or a truck or something afterwards. Uh, I know there's a lot of construction over there, so I can't say that they did all this. This looks like gasoline was spilled on it. Something happened there. But uh, we will definitely take a look at it. As you know, or you probably know, we swept it. We had them come back to sweep it twice. We weren't satisfied. We went over and swept it ourselves, cleaned it up. And I see that uh, in this gutter plate, are these recent photos? It's, it's in the gutter plate again? Um, those are within a month, I Within a month. So we will definitely look at it again, but this is a product and a company that we've had great success with. Right. Wait, 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 wait. This, this one is outside the outlier then, obviously, but we still feel it needs to be rectified. Yep. I mean, you try to do that in everybody. You'll see and how, long have, how long have we been using Strasser? Relatively recent, I would assume. No, absolutely not. No, we've been using Strasser with different products for probably 20 years. So again, I, this, I think this is just an outlier, and it just, we really appreciate everybody's time and want, want to make it right. We want to be persistent about it. Sure. Yeah, and we'll definitely look at it, but I, you know, I just want, and if these are covered sewer grates, I mean, that's obviously a problem. As you know, this is a very thin application. It's only three-eighths of an inch. This is to extend the life of the existing pavement because it has extended the lives of the pavement from about 12 years to 20 uh, because of, uh, you know, funding has dropped over the years. So we're, we're looking at different things than going in and paving roads every 12 years. Uh, well, they it looked like it was a gravel driveway. It, it, is, it is very rough when they leave. And as you can tell, if you, it's smoother now than it was then because it wears. Honestly, I mean, we're, we're gonna always going to agree and disagree. If you live in our neighborhood, you will be standing over here with us. I mean, it's, it's, it's not terrible. And it's not smooth, and there's kids just... Oh, no, no, it's not smooth, and it's not going to be. Stuff like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you to think it's ever going to be like new asphalt, because it's not. That's not the product that it is. <coughs> yeah. Just the, the attention to detail was just not even there. Do we have a warranty under our contract with them for things such as the uh, the manhole covers that are covered, for example, things like that, and other damage that may be there? Yeah, absolutely. If it's something they did now, if it's gouges from someone else's equipment, or if right. it's you know gasoline was spilled on there and ate it up, that's not going to be warranty. Well, second second question: Do we have an inspection process where, when work like this is performed, understanding it's going to be a little gravelly on top at first, do we go through with uh, your department and 
check things to make sure there aren't gouges and so forth. Like you know, like you'd inspect a rental car when you get it. Absolutely, absolutely. we inspect every road job that's done. Okay. Dan Durham, Steve Rudel, Shepard, they both inspect. Mark Coleman. Okay. Also. So, so were the we sewer taps overlooked during the inspection process? Well, I'm not going to argue with you about my inspectors, but we will look at the product, and if it's faulty, we will call Strausser. If you take away the smoothness, uh, there still looks like there's some problems according to the pictures. That, that concerns me. You know. So yeah. maybe they, they can do a... Yeah, they, I mean, these pictures obviously have some problems, but this, you know, whether it's the application, we'll have to find out. Well, if you would take a look at it and then follow up with Mr. Yeah, Lewis absolutely. and Mr. Lyons. Yeah. Do you have an email on here? I do on the last page. Okay. Is it just the one street, your street? Is no, that it's the, no, it's the whole neighborhood. What streets are they then? Glenover, Apple Knoll, Behind Raiders the Saints. Run, Haver oh, Hill. Oh, okay. It's about eight, eight to ten of them. Okay. Any more questions? Any more questions, guys? Thanks for your service. Thank you for listening to us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the help. Standish Fortin. Before my clock starts, I'd like to share with uh, everyone here that there were some residents that attempted to show up to their trustee meeting and they were locked out. Uh, I would encourage the township to make their residents feel welcome. <coughs> So hopefully, Mr. Fortin, are you aware there is a mandate to wear a face mask in public places when indoors? Thank you, sir. Y you'll need to put one on. I have a copy of the Constitution in my bag. Should I need that, it? That's not the question, Thank Mr. Fortin. You can't so make your own rules. Uh, Katie Stewart, Mr. Fortin, you're, Mr. Fortin, you're going to need to put on a face mask. Trustees, you, you can't let people come in and do that. Yeah. You got to put on a face mask. I'm sorry, Chief. We have extra masks. Can you get him a mask? The door. exceptions under the guidelines can my clock be put to four minutes please mr Fortin? we're simply asking you to be an adult and follow the rules that have been laid down for please all of us me, so please put your face mask on properly if you're not going to do that sir we're not going to let you follow through with your public comments so you're going to restrict my first amendment rights we're going to ask you to comply with the rules that everyone else in this room is complying with that you for some reason believe you are above. Everybody has their own rights. Everybody has to follow the law. I am. You're not. Very simple request. 
comply with it, what everyone else is being required to do, and then you can move forward with your public comments. I didn't know we had a czar. If I may suggest, we're prolonging his exposure to the rest of this and arguing about it. Obviously, he's not going to put on the mask. Let's let him have his say. There is a mask mandate by the governor. I recognize that. There are no penalties for not wearing it, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your point of view there. He's been in the room so far this way. I don't know that we're accomplishing much other than making the point that it is the law currently to do it. Right. Well, well here's the problem. If, if you go into a business establishment and it says you must have a shirt on, and you don't have a shirt on, they would ask you to leave the business. And so this is now what's going on today with the mask. So just abide by the mask and, and go along with it. Did and that's what's, that's, the we have the right to ask you to leave if you don't have a mask on. Did the township adopt that? Makes no, we're, we're, yes, we're, we're doing this right now. We're saying, we're following the governor, we've been following the COVID-19 rules set down by the governor. Our rights are not superseded just because of the whims of one individual. And that applies to you too, Mr. Ford. So please exactly. put the mask on. on Otherwise, right. you're not going to be able to move forward with your public comments. So this is not my public comments, but uh, now that the microphone is here, if the so, township I mean, board, I would just I would recommend that you just not allow him to move forward. We're going to move on. Is there anybody else with comments? Any more public comments? I'm going to move that we let Mr. Fortin proceed with his comments, despite his civil disobedience here. Is there a second? There is not. Wow. You should all be ashamed of yourselves. Mr. Warwick, anyone else? Say Kyle, I guess, is in order. There are no other folks signed up. Okay, with the sheriff's report, um, the captain, Captain Tory Smith. Uh, so glad I took time away from my family. At least I don't have to record the meetings for you guys anymore. Captain Tory Smith. Good evening, board. Uh, good to see everybody. Uh, not a whole lot to report tonight, unfortunately, because of the resurgence with COVID-19. We will be reverting back to that limited response plan that we were on a couple of months ago. Uh, we went off of that as things started to kind of ease up. We went off of that June 1st and got back to uh, what we consider to be normal operations. But with the spike in activity, uh, we're going to revert back to the limited response plan. Just to review what that means really quickly is uh, if a citizen or a person at a local business or establishment calls us for a police report, if we do physically respond, we will ask that complainant or that reporting to step outside. We're encouraging open air reporting. Auto crash scenarios, we're already kind of outdoors. We're, we, we have the ability to social distance and things of that nature. And then in other instances where there's a minor offense report or incident report where the person needs perhaps a police report for insurance purposes or something like that, if it's an incident where we don't have any suspect information, where there's no evidence to be processed, we don't have a crime scene per se, uh, we may be handling some of those, those reports over the phone. Uh, and you will again, unfortunately, we, stalled, we started to see our numbers creep back up. We will limit uh, things like proactive traffic enforcement and stuff like that to keep the, the staff healthy. Um, I hate to do it, I hate to deliver that message, but we're all in this 
this big nasty situation together, so we're going to have to kind of call an audible and, and revert back to the plan. Um, the June statistics are almost finished. Uh, there's been a couple of delays on our end, nothing to do with the township, uh, but I'll have those to Mr. Ward for his review here shortly for the next couple of days. And then uh, I have a special guest with me this evening. I wanted to make a formal introduction. Uh, with me is Lieutenant Mike Tarr. Uh, Lieutenant Tarr uh, is leaving the traffic safety unit where I used to work a few years ago. And he will be your new Hamilton County Sheriff's Office liaison to the township. Uh, as you know, I'm, I'm going on to a new assignment that will take place uh, officially Monday, August 3rd. Uh, so on Monday evening, I'll be going to night shift and Lieutenant Tarr will officially be your, your new Sheriff's Office liaison. You're in very good hands. Um, not to sound uh, uh, too sentimental, but uh, I once read a, a great article with General Colin Powell and uh, it was a Q&A about success and uh, one of Colin Powell's comments was hire people that are smarter than you. And, uh, this guy's a lot smarter than I am, so you guys will be in great hands. Uh, I think this will be a seamless transition, and he's he's very dedicated, knowledgeable, and, and uh, this is a great opportunity for both of us. So, uh, Lieutenant Tarr, the board, citizens, you met Standish. Um, so, uh, thank you very much uh, for your lessons and teachings. The opportunity to work with you has been a, a great pleasure. Kathy, it's been great talking to you over the years. We spent some time together a couple of times. Um, this has been by far one of the most fulfilling assignments I've ever had. It's been challenging at times, but as the, the level of the challenge rises, the, the feeling of the, the rewarding feeling of fulfillment goes up commensurately. And I greatly appreciate what you guys have done for me. And because I'll be on night shift, I'll be stopping in from time to time to say hi. Not to micromanage Lieutenant Tarr, but to just say, uh, say hello to some folks and stay kind of engaged. That's my plan, so. Thank you to everybody, and uh, that's congratulations, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Thank yeah, you. Welcome, Lieutenant. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to it. Thanks for everything you've done, Tori. It sounds like you're leaving us in very good hands here. That's the that's the plan, Mr. James. Thank you. <laughs> Lieutenant Tarr, do you want to address anything? Do you have anything to say tonight? Uh, uh, no, just, I'm looking forward to it. I've uh, obviously Captain Smith was in traffic where I, I've been, so it, I've been in there quite a while. Uh, I've never been assigned to Sycamore Township, but I spent a lot of time over here as a traffic car, so I'm, I'm quite familiar with the operations in the area, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to a new challenge. Sorry, I know it's kind of hard to put a face to a name with the mask on. <laughs> I'm under here, I swear. Yeah, Thank I'm, you. I'm really looking forward to, to a new challenge. We're looking forward to it. Thank you. Captain, good luck. Great. Congratulations. Chief Penning's here with the uh, EMS and fire report. Chief, I was on the um, Hamilton County Board of Health uh, Zoom meeting this morning. Greg Kesterman, the interim health commissioner, is now officially the uh, Hamilton County Health Commissioner. It's a great move. And they were talking about the numbers stabilizing now, but they're, they're down from April. And they're doing more testing in Hamilton County, and that could be part of it. Uh, we're red with a star, and uh, they said we're a nudge away from being purple. And I thought it was a little bit confusing. Commissioner Driehaus said she talked with the governor yesterday. He said if we go to level four, it won't kick in further restrictions, only guidelines. Mm -hmm. And uh, then she emphasized none of us want to go back to closing businesses. Have you heard anything? Not, not as far as uh, raising the level. I know that if we do go to the next level, then it'll be 
basically shelter in your home unless you essentially need to go out for anything. So we're, we're not there, even though um, when, they, when they talk about the state of Ohio, they're also including a lot of other counties that are got as probably worse than we are. And uh, uh, people travel, you know, they move around. So who knows who's gonna bring what to where. Um, I know Hamilton County is uh, spiking up. It has spiked up, but um, you know it, 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 it might not get any worse. We don't know. I mean, I, I know we've made more runs with COVID patients in the last three weeks than, than in the past. So whether or not the testing is uh, showing that or the 14 day quarantine thing is um, where people are starting to feel bad, you know, whatever. But uh, we, we have taken more people to the hospital. Have any of your firefighters been personally affected by it? Is everybody staying healthy in their family? Yeah, we're, we're doing okay. Good. Yeah. Luckily for us, we're probably more protected than anybody because we gear up for, you know, we gear up before we go to go to work, you know, where a lot of people don't. So, but um, right now we have we have 54 patients that are quarantined in their home in Sycamore Township that have been tested positive. We've had uh, 32 that have been expired from the quarantine they've gotten better uh, right now we've got a we got an issue with uh, Brookwood Brookwood right now has got 13 patients in, in Brookwood they got a whole wing that is nothing but COVID patients and that's concerning they're trying to keep it under wraps they're, you know trying to keep it under control but uh, it, 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 it tends to be climbing rather than declining so we're going to keep an eye on that See how that goes. If they had staff cases too, in addition to residents, they might. They've had a couple of staff, yeah. Okay. yeah. So I don't know if one person affected a bunch of people or what happened, but uh, it's there. So when we get called, we have to go in that wing. It's, you know, we, we have to be careful with it. So uh, last last meeting, we were talk. I talked to you about the CARES Act that we put in for, and we did receive some money from that. Um, 200 and I think it was uh, 266,318. So 266,319 and 42 cents. 42 cents. There you go. So uh, that is for us to use, the whole township to use for COVID related expenses and uh, the admin maintenance and the fire. So we will, we will make use of that money to. Uh, my, my plan is to get us stocked up to get us through next year because we still have winter time to deal with. So uh, if another larger outbreak hits, I want to not have, I don't want to be part of the shortage. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll do that. We'll purchase some equipment that we need, the maintenance needs to uh, keep things sanitized and keep, keep, you know, keep the township running. So. Uh, the, the other thing I want to tell you was um, <clears throat> Jewish hospital testing for people that don't know their COVID testing they do five days a week from nine to four you do not need a doctor's appointment and you do not need or an appointment and you do not need doctor referral and <clears throat> same goes with um, urgent care in Deer Park 
They, they run eight to eight, seven days a week. No, you don't need an appointment and you don't need a doctor's referral. So you basically can walk in and get tested. So that's good to know if, you, if you're feeling bad on a Sunday, you know, and you just want to go somewhere, that'd be the place to go. Is, is Jewish in the, in the parking lot? Yeah. Are they doing the same tests, both of those? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So was that like a three day? Yeah. Yeah, three three days and sometimes less. Okay. But they tell you three days. Is that free test? It's not free testing, or is it free testing? It's just it's just where they test to see if you have it. But it's it's free. free. Oh yeah, yeah. It is free. Yes. It is free. Um, <clears throat> the other thing I wanted to show you is this is the AED that we purchased that will be inside the, the room here and uh, it'll hang just like this and th and basically just to give you a quick demo this is how it works you lift the lid adult mode Does remove all clothing from patient's chest Pull red handle to reveal pads. That's this red handle here. Look at pictures on pads. The pads have... The, the Apply pads to bare skin exactly as shown in the pictures. Press pads firmly. Once you put this on them... Apply pads to bare skin exactly as shown in the pictures. Once you, once you put the pads on them... The, the AED will monitor the heart rhythm and it will determine whether or not it needs shocked. If it's a certain rhythm that's not a shockable rhythm, it won't do it. If it does need, if it is a shockable rhythm, which 99% of people that go down with a heart attack go into a V-fib fibrillation before they just flatline. If it's a V-fib, this machine will shock them to bring them out of it. If it's a flatline, which means their heart is not working at all, it won't do it which at that point you would just do CPR but if it does if it does it will tell you to shock them and there's a red button on there you just hit the button and it'll shock them and if it converts them it'll tell you that it converted them and it, and what to do after that if it doesn't convert them it'll tell you to continue CPR so it's very self-explanatory it walks you through the whole thing anybody can do it you lift the lid you pull the red handle and you take you put the the pads on them how it shows it on the figures on the on the machine there and and you it'll do the rest so that's that's it and uh, this is the trainer version that I just brought for tonight ours should be in about a week to two weeks once we get it we'll get it displayed here I did talk to because Kathy brought up about the the park I did bring up um, that idea to the to the salespeople, they they do not really have anything that creates a waterproof environment other than if we build one. But then we're taking that we're taking the risk of it getting stolen or locking it down where they can't get to it. <laughs> so if, you, if you lock it down where they don't steal it, then you're not going to get to it if you need it. And if you leave it out, it could get stolen. So we're not really sure what the answer is other than. You know, put we'll have one in the firehouse. The firehouse is usually open. It's not you know 99% chance it's going somebody will be there. It'll be open that we can get one. Uh, again, your best bet's call 911 and we'll get down there. But for for this environment here, this is a good good tool to have to get an early shock on somebody <coughs> before the squad gets over here. 
question about what you were saying. Sorry. Um, I, I know everybody's got a cell phone these days, even the little kids who are playing soccer out there, I suppose. But there's still some distance between back there and the building if they did need help and didn't have a phone. Maybe an emergency phone back there on the back corner of the building next to the bathrooms would be prudent. Not an actual alarm or kids would set it off all the time, but maybe a phone <laughs> that would ring to dispatch. Mm -hmm. That could be something workable. And it'll be tied down, I suppose. That's all I got. Any, qu any other questions for the chief? Okay, with our, our road superintendent, Tracy Kellum, says an update for the roads, maintenance, recreation items. Tracy, you're up. Just a couple updates on our projects going on. If you've been down Montgomery Road, you've seen that the, uh, that, uh, the sidewalk is almost completed. Uh, it's turned out real well. Ford Development's done a great job over there by Mercedes in front of the seasons. Uh, I think it's going to be used a lot. We've had people coming down and walking right through the construction zone, so they're obviously going to use it. Uh, that's probably going to be done within the next uh, week or so, so that they're real close. Uh, as you can see out back, uh, there's been a lot of progress made out there. We have uh, walls up. I actually poured foundation for the salt dome today, so uh, they're really moving forward on that. Uh, they are on schedule, so they tell me. Uh, which is uh, November 1st is when that's, that project's supposed to be completed. Sycamore Road, we're putting down, uh, Oglesby's coming in tomorrow to put the curb. We'll be paving next Monday for the second phase and moving on to the third phase, which is Pine Road to Kenwood Road, the final phase. So uh, we are on schedule there also. Uh, Barrett's moving along good. Uh, picked up a lot of time after, uh, uh, you know, the first part was a little delayed, but uh, things are going good right now. Other than that, uh, I have a resolution here. I wanted to uh, give you a little background on this. This is over on Al Woods Lane. As you know, Al Woods is already a public street for us. It used to just end. Uh, at somebody's driveway. There's a large piece of property at the back. They sold it off, dedicated right away for a cul-de-sac to be put in for two houses to be built on. Uh, so this is an, actually an 84-foot extension of Alwoods that is all cul-de-sac. Uh, the county oversaw it. Uh, they have accepted it and they're looking for us uh, to uh, take a, a dedication acceptance of Alwoods Lane. Uh, so I have a resolution for you, a resolution giving assent to the Board of Hamilton County Commissioners, dedication acceptance of Alwoods Lane in the Concord Hills North subdivisions, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. Discussion. Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Yeah, I have a, another resolution for a new hire. If you remember, we had made a new hire and he had decided to stay where he was employed uh, rather than coming to the township. So we have been looking. Alex Conover has been working with us uh, through a temp agency for about a month and a half on the road crew. He's doing a fantastic job and I think it's going to be a great hire. So uh, the first thing we would need would be a motion to hire. Motion to hire. Second. 
Alex Conover. Second. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And then this resolution is to set his salary. So a resolution establishing the rate of pay for a township employee dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. Discussion. Discussion. No discussion. Mr. Mr. Porter. So that, that is $16 an hour, right? Yeah. And then when he gets a CDL, he, he gets, gets to go to 18? he'll go to 18, okay. correct. 18. I know he's already working on his temps also. Okay. Mr. Mr. Barber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Did it, uh, Scott, do you have? I do. So the next thing I have is we had talked about signage out here in the front before. Uh, not looking for a decision tonight, but just want to show you some of the signs and some of the prices that we're coming up with. I know, uh, uh, you know, there had been talked about putting in a digital sign, also, uh, you know, a monument sign uh, uh, rather than a, a sign with a message board. <coughs> So we've got a few of them here that obviously this is a monument sign. I've got a couple more. <coughs> right there is another monument sign. Those are from two different companies. The monument signs uh, are ranging somewhere around twelve to $13,000 with the brick base in them. <coughs> now when you're getting into a message board and with the LED, there's one. <coughs> So the, the brickwork and everything is pretty standard, but the, the boards are a lot more than I expected. So the, the message center specification, just for the message center itself, is ranging between twenty dollars and $30,000. That's without <coughs> the foundation, without the brickwork, and without the installation. So when you wrap all that up, these message boards are running anywhere from, say, $40,000 to $69,000, these ones that I've shown you here. Uh, a lot more than I expected to get. Sorry, Tracy. <coughs> Skyler, do we... Uh, I don't have these in any particular order. Skyler, do we... Uh, uh, we currently restrict uh, digital message boards in the township, correct? Uh, we do. Uh, I was... I was waiting for a discussion on this. Uh, if we do decide to go with a message board, uh, we would have to we would have to look at our code and uh, see how that applies. Possibly even uh, take take ourselves through uh, through BZA for conditional use. Okay. Or variance. I'm of the opinion that you know what we restrict others, we should be putting one up ourselves. Yeah. Number one and number two, we're talking about the seventy thousand bucks almost. So. Yeah, you know, we do we do allow for um, um, public community information. You know, as far as you know, time and temperature. Um, obviously, if we're advertising uh, public hearings and things of that nature, I think that falls into that category. Uh, we we take a deeper dive into that. And I hadn't brought this to you before because you know, with the COVID and everything, the yeah. downturn in the economy. You know, we had already uh, said that we weren't going to spend uh, all of the road budget, so I didn't feel like uh, that it was prudent to come with a $70,000 sign at the same time. 
we, we turned down, I think the church across the street, we turned them down, I believe. Was, was yeah. that, it was the, yeah. uh, okay, we turned them down with the message board, yeah. so. Uh, Whatever we have now is yeah. grandfather, and that's it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah we, we did approve one recently, on the other hand, for Seabank Office the end, Center, but with the some end of the, restrictions. Uh, the sack, correct. Yeah, and, and I will say that one actually looks very nice. It is now yeah. finally up. But, yes, the cost is shocking yeah. it is to shocking. that. Uh, and that's that's a big factor. I, I would like us to have some way, on the other hand, to have some sort of changeable sign out front, at least to let people know when meetings are upcoming. That doesn't necessarily have to be electronic, though, either. Um, and, and I have a vision in my head of one option that's hard to describe, but you may have seen this before, where there are signs that are nice wooden type signs, even like we have out there now, with little sub signs that can actually hang off of it or be attached in it, you change those out as modules, but the message on them doesn't need to change other than, you know, meeting tonight at six or meeting tomorrow night at six, things like that. Maybe there's some alternative like that where we could have a sign with components or even just put out yeah. some smaller signs. To let so something where the signs are gonna be consistent, meeting tonight yeah. or? Yeah, or we could print up some like the signs we use for zoning to announce mm -hmm. that now to people that just we have a set of them. This is zoning meeting this week at Monday at you know six seven whatever. Right. And mm -hmm. we put it out there a few days in advance so people see it. There's a lot of places have the signs where you put the lettering in them, but those aren't very nice. Yeah, looking. they're kind of ugly. Yeah. Can we look into that? Those kind of signs, and then also uh, to have it lit. If we can have it lit, the light have some lighting out there. Yeah, so it will be lit. Yeah. Is this one internally lit or? Uh, the one from Ray Meyer is. Sorry, I'll look. Which one was that? I'm just. It's the other module. Is it? Okay. That one right there. That's okay. The one. Anyway, it's, okay. Yeah, Sorry. that monument sign right there, mm -hmm. which is on a brick base, it, it would be lit. Now that something like that's going to be hard to hang a sign off of. Yeah. yeah. So would that be like a pla uh, translucent white plastic? Yeah, internally illuminated cabinet. Right. Yeah. Okay. As we go about doing this, too, scroll to the top of that picture you're looking at. Uh, oh, scroll I'm sorry, down. sir. Yeah, there, show the exterior of the building. Yeah. Some of these, our, our color scheme is primarily green and things off of green. And the front of the building is that sort of turquoise-ish blue color there. And I'm trying to remember if we have those accents in other places. But if we were to place the sign, maybe we should try to coordinate with that too to bring our color scheme in to the building. Yeah. That's easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. This is a nice sign. I like this sign here. I think it's great. I like this. I like now, of this. course, that's just showing you right. like the sign is now. It will be turned perpendicular and double sided. Right. Mm -hmm. Will the sign come with a mannequin or model next to it, making us all feel like That's right. <laughs> but I was quite shocked by those prices. Mm -hmm. So you're looking 16,000 on the high end. Might be a little more now if we were to have a message thing, even though it's 16. 16. You're looking yeah. 16. And then, and then we're looking at, uh, you know, we'd also talked to we'll have a couple thousand dollars more. We talked about having smaller signs that said administration, Ooh. fire, right. maintenance so that everybody knows what building they're going to. Okay. So they would all be the same style, same color scheme. Now we would not put masonry uh, 
basis on all those. So it would just be the main one. Yeah. Thank you for the research on that. Mm -hmm. Anything else, Trace? I don't have anything else unless you have any questions for me. Any questions? Mr. James does. You know, I always do. <laughs> I have to keep on your toes. The uh, the house on Kugler Mill Road. Yes. Next to the Legacy Church there. Where are we on getting that thing taken down? So we are very close. We are just waiting on a permit from the county. There's been some holdup from the contractor on his permit. The utilities have been shut off. Duke's been in there. Waterworks has been in there. The uh, asbestos has been abated, and we're ready to go. So we're just waiting on the permit. We're hoping any day. Great. Actually, that leads to one other question that might be more for Mr. Miller than you, and so you can tell me that. The Graders Project, I know that has been awaiting the, the county, if I understand right, or the Metropolitan Sewer District coming in. Do we know well, what's going to happen with that? We don't know. The long wait was that there was not a sewer out on Montgomery Road, so it ended up they had to get an easement through uh, the property behind it, which is owned by Ellis. So yeah, they had to run a sewer, they had to get an easement, run a sewer all the way through the property, all the way to the end, down to Galmerth Road, and tie in. Now they have done that. That was just done about, I guess, two weeks now it's probably been done i was gonna say two or three weeks ago yeah. max so that was the hold up because uh, you go to a guy and say hey i need an easement you've already got your plans drawn up mm -hmm. you, just, <laughs> you don't have a lot of leverage you don't have yeah. much That's leverage it. at all anymore so <laughs> you know that that was all private between them so we don't know how those negotiations went but uh that that sewer is in now it's all essentially in the sewer is in. Is it? Yes. That, that was the holdup. That was Great. what, you know, they, they took the old one, the, the building down, and uh, from what I understand, it's all of a sudden they discovered. I don't know kind of surprised just now discovered. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think they mentioned uh -oh. when they were getting zoning approval, they knew that. Yeah, they, 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 they did know at the, at the time of, uh, of zoning approval that hmm. a force main was going to be required. Hmm. So that, that was indicated on the plan. Thanks for your time, Jersey. Yeah, we'll be calling you. Absolutely appreciate you. Yeah, we'll be out there. Anything else for Mr. Collins? Schuyler Miller is a planning and zoning administrator. Uh, no major uh, uh, updates tonight, gentlemen. Uh, I, I will say I, ju I just got back from vacation, and we are uh, um, current now on um, um, all applications for uh, uh, zoning permits in the uh, in our office, they've all been processed, so we're we're back to uh, smooth operations. Uh, we do have um, we do have several cases next Monday for our uh, board of zoning appeals, so that meeting will be moving forward. Uh, and I have been in discussions with some developers. Uh, I am expecting to have, depending on when they do their submittal. Um, probably an, an open house for a potential zone change uh, within the next month and uh, fo following that up with uh, um, a zoning commission and, uh, and public hearing for trustees so there will be a there will be a PD one uh, currently proposed to go along with that so more details will be forthcoming any uh, update on the uh, quill hollow road Yes, Quail Hollow is, uh, so all of the uh, health and safety issues uh, that we had discussed have been abated. 
the the property is is an active construction site right now. The uh, the the foundation has been poured. Um, as of yesterday, it wasn't backfilled yet. Uh, but again, it now, it's it's now an active construction site, and I'm going to treat it as such. Um, I will be periodically um, going out there and looking at it to ensure that they are they are moving forward. But um, it, it's certainly not on on any typical schedule that I've uh, ever experienced. So. Any, any questions for Skyler? Yeah. So um, on the Quail Hollow. Um, I want to thank Tracy and his crew for going out there and taking care of that uh, that sewer issue that we, uh, we talked about over the weekend. Mm -hmm. I yes, didn't sir. mean to interrupt your vacation, but I think you needed a break from watering <laughs> that, that kitchen. I did, uh, yes. Uh, so I want to thank Tracy and his crew for that. They uh, they were out there right and early Monday morning to have that taken care of. So. Good. Uh, the only other thing uh, we've, we've discussed at uh, previous trustee meetings about the Myers Y Cooper development. Uh, all of the uh, required landscaping has been installed. Uh, the additional uh, landscaping to, to, to complete the, the opaque requirement uh, is, uh, is, is installed now. Hopefully that will uh, uh, will take and we won't be replacing um, you know late uh, late plantings. But um, you know, as, as it stands right now, uh, I, I'm I'm required to issue finals, so I will be doing that. And we've already issued the uh, the, the sign permit that was that was hanging out there. So um, if we do have dead dead trees, uh, we will be working with the uh, uh, the developer to ensure that those get replaced. Thank you, Skyler. Actually, that does lead to a question. Have we had any further discussions with the county about them getting ahead of us on issuing the permits they did on that project? Uh, when when we first had the discussion with them, they they suggested um, they suggested just basically getting us in on the uh, in the loop on their inspection schedule. Uh, as it stands right now, that's been working. Uh, we we know when they're going out, so. You know, if somebody's going out to do a final RCO and I'm not ready for them, I can call them up. We we haven't ran into this issue again, um, you know. But at least I have some information. I, I have to stay on it daily to make sure that, um, you know, I'm, I'm monitoring their schedule. But you know, that's that's 60 seconds out of my morning to check my email. So no problem. Thanks, mm -hmm. Mr. James. Okay. Our large director uh, is Mr. Deepak Desai. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Chair. I have nothing to report this evening. Any questions for Mr. Desai? Why are you looking at me? No, you have a question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, up is our uh, Township Administrator, Mr. Ray Wark. First item is the resolution following up on the uh, tax budget that I uh, reviewed with you earlier during the hearing. Uh, a resolution adopting the Sycamore Township tax budget for 2021, dispensing with the second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Ms. LaBarbera. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. We have uh, well, we listed one uh, purchase over 2500 and then I have two late entries. So we'd like to try to handle them tonight if that's okay with you. 
First one is um, uh, a new police vehicle. We had a uh, police vehicle totaled in October 2019, had not replaced it. Um, we did uh, file an insurance claim and we received $18,000 uh, through the claim. Also, we're trading in one of the older uh, cruisers and they gave us $1,000 for that, which is probably pretty good for the age and the hours and the miles on that thing. So that will keep us at 13 uh, units, which serves well with the uh, rotation of the shifts uh, that we utilize here in Sycamore. Um, this, this will be paid for, obviously, the church, the church proceeds uh, we've already accepted, and uh, it, it, the rest would be broken up in uh, three tips as we normally do for safety service capital items. Um, where we can use tip dollars for that. So it's uh, three of the tips. The amount is $35,043.40. That's the vehicle, all the equipment, and the striping, that's all in. Great, Five. is that another uh, Ford? Ford Explorer. Yeah. Okay. I think those have probably worked, uh, Captain, those have worked pretty well for us. They do, they do work very well. Um, police officers are carrying more and more gear, so they afford us a lot of room. Um, all of these vehicles have pros and cons. Uh, vehicles like Lieutenant Carr and I drive, they're, they're a little bit small. Uh, some of our deputies are, are larger human beings. So uh, sitting up and having a clearer view of the roadway is pretty nice uh, with the SUV as opposed to uh, a sedan-type vehicle. Uh, but um, initially when Ford in 2019, when they changed, uh, retooled, changed the configuration of the vehicle, they had some problems early on. But some, several of our, our other customers have purchased Village of Silverton, Anderson Township, and others have purchased some SUVs, so I think they've got the bugs worked good. out. That's good. And this will be off of, yeah, we'll do a piggyback a state bid like the county would purchase a vehicle. Great. I mean, it allows us, it allows these guys to carry the, the, the extra gear they got to carry at times. And, That's uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, although it doesn't accommodate Bitterman, it accommodates everybody else. No, no. He's <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> large human, so he needs yeah. larger vehicles. So, uh, but uh, I think this fits the bill what you need. Okay. Good. Okay. May I have a motion to approve? Motion to approve. Second. Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Thank you. Next uh, large PO is for the uh, carpet to re uh, replace where we had a flood on the lower level a few weeks ago and uh, the amount is $9,285. We have filed an insurance claim and it should cover all of this. So do you need a, a motion to, until we're reimbursed to, to make that expenditure, correct? Yes. Uh, I'll make a motion. Second. And I, I do have a question because a member of the public had asked about this and you and I talked about this, Ray, but uh, is this something we would typically put out for bid and if so, why or why not? Yeah, it doesn't reach the level of being required to be bid, but Tracy got three prices, I believe, mm -hmm. and he picked the lowest one. Mm -hmm. So I hope this is good carpet. <laughs> <laughs> That's going right down in concrete, isn't it? Good and cheap. Yeah. 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 Okay. Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. The uh, final large PO is uh, for the uh, uh, money that the uh, Chief Penny was talking about this evening that he already received. 
in the amount of 266,319 and 42 cents. Uh, we want to get the purchase order in place so we can use the funds. We've also stamped this as a then and now uh, purchase order because he may indeed have some uh, uh, supplies or equipment that have been purchased prior to the date of this that he can apply to this money. So we have the money and uh, this will allow uh, the chief to proceed. The, the CARES Act guidelines, let's just go back to March 1st on expenditures, but um, I've got quite a few about $30,000 worth of stuff that we have bought and that I'm going to put through the FEMA reimbursement. So, uh, but I do have like five or six POs now or invoices now that would go toward this amount. Perfect. And then we'll, we'll have this till December that, uh, that we'll have to spend it. Okay. I have a question about it. The money can be used for the township for any COVID related purposes? And is it for materials the, or the the only thing the only stipulation is that it has to be used within the time frame March 1st to December it has to be uh, used for COVID related incidents or COVID related stuff and it, and it cannot be pre the, the expense cannot be uh, a predetermined or pre-budgeted ahead of time so in other words you know if, if you've already budgeted for it you can't go buy it with this money it has to be something that is an unexpected cost basically Can so yeah well uh the township building here the administration building any parks maintenance fire anything that we have to buy that is related to covid expense such as your sanitizer wipes or i know tracy uses the spray machine to spray down the playground equipment and he needs one of those so we'll, we'll buy that and, and we'll, we'll use it for all that stuff. It's just money that we don't have to spend out of our budget and we get everything we need to be set up. Does it have to be for stuff or can it also cover excess labor, not otherwise? No, 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 no labor. Oh, okay. So only no labor. No. Okay. I'll have that spent no time, Chief. I think you do it. <laughs> well, I believe that. <laughs> the other question, and this is my unfamiliarity with township accounting still I suppose but by doing this as a PO in the way we've done is this a township wide PO this is not has to be spent through the fire department in the buckets we're putting it in correct it, right. it will be managed by the chief okay but uh, it can cover as he explained the other departments okay good and, and 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 the only reason we're doing that is because I have to give reports to the state on what we're spending it on okay so if I manage it we don't have other people with invoice sitting on invoices that we don't get reported to the state very good thank you <clears throat> motion to approve motion second mr porter mr labarber hi mr james hi mr weedman hi i have nothing further fiscal officer rob porter with his report and communications uh yes i have a communication tonight from um Mr. Michael Sakely, um, he was thanking the uh, township team for uh, a brush pickup at his girl's place on Bear Creek. Uh, he also uh, uh, thanks uh, Sharon Johnson for her uh, for being so nice and kind and assisting with the, his request. Anything else? Nothing further. That's it. Okay, trust. Next so up, do you have a question? Sharon. 
You have a question? I was just saying that's okay. a very good description of Sharon generally. Okay. Trustees' comments, uh, Mr. Weedman. Yeah, um, as you uh, may remember from previous meetings, uh, I've been working with the uh, legislators on SB4. SB4 was passed through the House, it was passed through the Senate. Um, there was some concern because there were some House members that were uh, threatening to veto this. The good news was there, uh, if you remember, there's a there is an amendment in SB4 that benefits the uh, township, cities, and villages in, in Ohio, which allows us to take 25% of our unencumbered TIF funds to be diverted and used for other purposes, including um, uh, roads and uh, safety, services. safety services. And so, um, which is really beneficial for a township like Sycamore. So um, I uh, had conversations with uh, the governor's staff last week to ensure that how important this was uh, as, as, a, as the president of Hamilton County Township Association, how important this was to all the townships in Hamilton County. And um, uh, they assured me last week that uh, uh, that the governor was going to was not going to veto this uh, um, the uh, the amendment to SB4. And today he signed it, so it will go into effect in 90 days. And that's all. I got. Did you have a question for Mr. Weedman? Uh, well, actually, I do about uh, Hamilton County Township Association yes. that you just mentioned. Um, I know in this time of disruption, things aren't necessarily meeting normally, but when does HCTA, or HCTA meet next? Um, we, we currently don't, because of COVID, we don't have a, a set time okay. where we're going to meet. We'll probably meet one more time by Zoom is my guess. Okay. But I don't have a current uh, meeting. Okay. I, I'd like to know, I guess, when that's going to happen, if you could loop me in on that. And part of why I ask is there's an entity known as the Hamilton County Integrating Committee, which works with the county engineer's office to determine where road project funds are going to be spent. Um, our former trustee, Denny Connor, was one of the two township appointed delegates to that. There's a process through which the uh, boards of trustees of the townships in the county decide through some sort of majority process, which I think was handled through the HCTA before about that. But Mr. Connor and uh, Mr. Dole, their terms actually ended May 20th of this year. They and did. they they can stay in there for another 60 days but that ends coming up in just a few days yeah, too so uh, um, it is not required to have an elected official on that board mm -hmm. um, and so um, Denny Connor was reappointed for another term uh, Chris Dole has decided not to serve mm -hmm. another term mm -hmm. so um, we moved uh, Tony Rosiello into his place and we added uh, Josh Girth as, a, as an alternate when did that happen? That happened uh, two weeks ago. Well, the statute which enables that says that two members shall be appointed by a majority of the boards of township trustees in the district, and this board hasn't made a vote on that. I didn't even know that this was happening. How does that process work? Well, I can tell you that uh, when I took over as president of Hamkind Township Association, I received no bylaws. And so it is like pulling teeth to get people to serve on these committees. So anytime somebody raises their hand and says, look, I'll do it, I will, I, I, I go oh, I agree, and, yeah. And, and because, quite frankly, it's, I've got to beg people sometimes to get on some of these. When, when, I, when we're, we have a representation on the, uh, on the um, uh, convention committee, I couldn't get anybody to serve. We finally had to beg somebody to get. So, We've been, that's the way we've been handling it. Mm -hmm. I'm working with OTA to establish some bylaws for our, for our mm -hmm. group because 
Kathy Wagner, who was the president prior to me, she um, uh, she was a Sims Township trustee, and she had uh, uh, dementia, and she's since passed away. But her family could never find the bylaws that we had for Hamilton mm -hmm. Township Association. So we're working with OTA to try to establish mm -hmm. new ones, and we'll probably have it done sometime in the okay. between either this next meeting or the one. Well, I'd appreciate knowing when the meetings are, but just in looking at state law, and I'd ask our law director perhaps to take a look at this, Revised Code 164.04A2 covers our district, and it, as I read, it says, two members shall be appointed by a majority of the boards of township trustees in the district, which doesn't actually say the Hamilton County Township Association makes that decision. It sounds like each of the boards of trustees technically are supposed to vote. Now, that may be extraordinarily burdensome because, as you said, it's hard to find people to do this anyway. And I, I don't have a problem with people serving now. I appreciate Mr. Connor's service to the township and to the county. Um, and as Mr. Rosiello, the same thing. But it is important. I think we follow the legal processes and, yes, and everyone be aware. That, but, um, this is the way that it has, you know, I, I received a request from Hamilton County mm. to fill this box. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, and, and their website says it's filled by HCTA. What brought this to mind was simply watching Ms. Drehouse today during the county elected official Zoom meeting, and on her chalkboard behind her, she had county boards. Right. And that triggered the thought, oh, yeah, what about that? So that's what brought this up. Um, so, okay, well, thank you. Tom James had asked me about it, and I, I don't recall if this ever had occurring at the meetings that I attended. So that's the reason why I was asking you. I'm new to all this. I want to make sure I understand the process and that we are actually following the process instead of habits, too, because sometimes things change or the law isn't followed. So, um, okay, and I had some other comments as well. You were, you were finished with yours, Mr. Weidman, weren't you? I'm with yeah, Okay, thank you. Um, first of all, I want to uh, thank those who participated and helped bring about the, the ceremony on the 4th of July at our township cemetery. The Sycamore Township Civic Association was deeply involved in that. Uh, Gloria DeAndre uh, was very deeply involved in discovering that there were Revolutionary War patriots buried there that we didn't even know about because their headstones were buried over in Anderson Township because of confusion in some old record that said they were buried in the Mount Carmel Cemetery, and that used to be the Mount Carmel Church Cemetery, but someone thought they meant over in Anderson Township, so they had them in the wrong place. There was a nice relatively distance turnout there. Channel 9 uh, had a nice story on it on the evening news that night. And uh, Senator Portman had been scheduled to be the speaker there and uh, then uh, declined to come later on because he, he was worried about being in what he thought was going to be a close gathering. He did come afterward to pay his respects privately, though, as well, which was very nice of him. So it was a very nice event. It's a very nice facility and, and nice new monument over there as well. I encourage anyone to check it out who hasn't been there. Um, a reminder again, the census, if you haven't responded, please respond to the census. And thirdly, I, I wanted to respond to Mr. Abraham, to his comments from our June 4th meeting and now today. He's seen a written response to some of this, but I had a response that I planned to cover here as well. And I actually thought, since there are people here watching and it's on video, I have a PowerPoint if we could put that up, please. What happened was, as here we go, you can go to the first slide there. So in our June 4th meeting, Mr. John Abraham presented some questions, and, and I'm sorry, it's difficult speaking through this, and what he described as a records request in conjunction with public comments he made. Uh, he challenged those of us on the board to be open and transparent in explaining how township administrator Ray Warwick was hired. 
And then, frankly, he denigrated Mr. Warwick and demanded his firing for things in his past, not for anything performance-related now. At the end of his remarks, he handed a copy of his questions and some 15-year-old bankruptcy court papers to the trustees and then just walked out the door, as, as he did this evening after speaking, which is his right, certainly. Um, so he, I put together a response that I provided in writing to him, providing information that weren't in the public, in, or bits of information that wasn't already in the public record, but I thought it was important to make one because I do think it's important that the township be transparent in providing information. First of all, uh, many of you in the crowd here are familiar with making records requests. Others who may be watching um, or who aren't familiar don't know about it. In Ohio, we citizens, and actually anybody, not just a citizen of Ohio, can request records from a government entity, and unless some exception applies, it's got to be supplied. But you have to ask for documents or records which already exist in some form, not for things that don't exist. If you ask someone in government to say, tell me about this or that, or give me this information, and you haven't requested a record, the government doesn't really have to give it to you. Now, it's nice to do that. I don't think here in the township we should you know, hide under technicality umbrellas of the law where we say that uh, we don't have to answer that question. I think we should try to provide that and find reasons to respond. I think all of us agree with that. Uh, our goal should be to provide information to our residents. And so in the spirit of that, I've provided information to Mr. Abraham, and I'm going to provide it here to the public tonight as well because not everyone sees the, the written documents he got. So if we could switch to the next slide here. Mr. Abraham had a bunch of questions he provided, none of which except the last one technically were records requests. Um, but I wanted to go through them one by one. Uh, these are what they are, but they, they'll appear on the next slide. So let's go to the next one. He asked, was the township administrator position advertised? Now, again, that, that's a question for information, not for a record. But the response is, no, it wasn't advertised. The administrator transition was intended to be a sudden course correction to be led by an experienced hand at the wheel. It was a goal of mine in running for office and in coming into office to change some things in how we did business and in the culture of the township. Mr. Warwick was a known, qualified official with uh, whom those, all of us in the township leadership were familiar, uh, and he was available at the right time when we needed him. So I, I thought it was a good idea. But no, it was not advertised, nor was it required to be advertised for that particular position and for the need at the time. Let's go to the next slide, please. His second question was how many candidates were interviewed. He mentioned this tonight, too. Well, I can tell you, before I was sworn in as trustee, I, I interviewed Mr. Warwick as a candidate at great length. And Mr. LaBarber did the same, I believe. I also met with Mr. Bickford, who was our administrator at the time, in what was an interview of sorts, and evaluated what I thought his qualifications were as well. I didn't interview anybody else. I don't know if anyone else did. Next uh, slide, please. Uh, Mr. Abraham's third question was, was there a pre-planned list of qualifications shared among the three trustees to use as the benchmark for hiring? Well, no, there wasn't. It Really, that would have been improper anyway for sitting trustees to have conversations like that outside of a public meeting or to share some deliberation or document. Um, my plan, though, as noted on the slide here, was to find somebody with administrator expertise and experience, the ability to cut through government inertia, and an outlook which put residents and taxpayers' interests first. In my view, Mr. Warwick fit that bill perfectly. Next question. What was the timeline of events? Well, again, there's no document specifically laying that, that out. There are many documents you can assemble that from, though. But I thought I'd discuss it because I think it's important for the public to know how Mr. Warwick came to be hired here. Um, before the election, uh, 
running from July through November, I had discussions with many people in the township about their perception of our administration, our staff, the wonderful things they do, some of the things they didn't like that they did too, and how things were being done, and the culture as to how citizens and residents were treated when they'd ask questions. Um, I discussed that with Mr. LaBarbera before I was in office and, and other people as well. After the election, um, I, I observed, first of all, after having met Mr. Warwick during that period, I thought he'd be a perfect fit. And I looked into his background and learned a lot about him and spoke extensively with him. I did think we needed a, a culture change in the township. And that was part of what went into the decision to hire him ultimately, because he is someone who brought that about uh, due to his skills and his general outlook. Uh, on December 12th, Mr. Weedman and I had a very nice lunch at Matt the Miller's, uh, which was over in the uh, Kenwood Collection Tower, and sadly, I understand it's not coming back from what we've seen in the news now. And we talked about many things about my coming into office and about the township, and I, I told him at the time that I had made a decision that I wanted to have Mr. Warwick in place as the administrator, if we could bring that about, and that I understood Mr. LaBarbera was on board with that too. And I invited Mr. Weedman's help and support in doing that and in making the transition as easy as possible for the township uh, and for Mr. Bickford, who was going to be resigning, uh, to make it easy on him as well. We didn't want to cause disruption uh, there either. In mid-December, I, I had talks with Mr. Bickford regarding his uh, planned resignation and his replacement intended to be with Mr. Warren. December 17th, there was actually a trustee workshop meeting where I understand this was discussed. Uh, I expect it was. I know Mr. Connor and others knew about the plan and Mr. Bickford did. The trustees decided not to move ahead before the start of the year when the new trustee took office and Mr. Connor left. Um, so on January 2nd, there was a special trustee meeting regarding Mr. Bickford's resignation and a severance agreement which had been negotiated with him and the hiring of Mr. Warwick. We had a public meeting about it. We discussed the contract provisions of the severance plan, of Mr. Bickford's old contract, and of the new contract with Mr. Warwick, which is far more limited in terms of the severance period and pay provided in it and in the benefits. That's in the minutes and the video of the meeting that uh, Mr. Fortin had taken, which is available on YouTube. The contract terms are also public record. If anyone needs them, let me know. I'm happy to get them to you. Next uh, slide here. Mr. Abraham's fifth question was, will you publish all this process information as part of your transparency as well as for energetic compliance with sunshine laws? Well, again, this wasn't a records request, but yes, I, I've already provided a written form of this to him in much more detail with a lot of attachments that I referenced, such as minutes and contracts and so forth. I had put these details in a public Facebook post in January already too, though. Um, part of the process I went through, by the way, which he alluded to tonight is I reviewed 12 local township administrator contracts to compare severance and salary provisions. We've heard discussion in some of these meetings that uh, Mr. Bickford was low paid or the lowest paid in the county uh, among the local townships and so forth. Well, I had looked at all of that actually. Let's go to the next slide. Some of those details are here and it may be a little hard to read on the screen, but um, can we go to the next slide? Yeah, slide? I'm sorry, sir. Yeah. I was trying to do audio. Ah. So I, I looked at these 12 townships listed here. Uh, these are in order of highest salary to lowest. You'll see Mr. Bickford there is highlighted. Uh, he was the, the low end of the middle, no question as to that. The salaries range from 90,000 a year to $140,000 a year. His $110,000 salary was at the lower end of the middle, but his 12 month severance package guarantee was much longer than almost all of the others. Uh, again, I'm happy to make this document available. I'm not gonna go through every number on here now. Let's go to the next slide. 
Mr. Abraham's sixth question was, this is my formal open records request on this entire employment activity. Now that is a properly phrased public records request. It's for documents which exist. Um, and, and those have been provided. And in addition to that, through the township, uh, we've provided some other things to him. Greg Bickford's prior contract and the resolution which approved it, which was resolution number 2017-139. The severance agreement with Mr. Bickford and the resolution approving it, which was 2020-01. Ray Warwick's resume and application packet. Ray Warwick's contract and the resolution approving it, which is 2020-02. And a copy of Greg Bickford's final parting words email from January 2nd, 2020, which he sent to a selection of <coughs> trustees and officials. I, I didn't actually get it at the time which discuss some things about the township. Next slide. The severance agreement, I should note, with Mr. Bickford uh, requires that the township state the following in response to any request for information about his employment. And this was a request for information about his employment. And we're discussing that, so I'm going to read this here because we're required to do that. Mr. Bickford faithfully served the township for almost 20 years. During that time, he was the driving force behind the Board of Trustees' vision to ensure Sycamore Township is and always will be a great place to live, work, and play. His tireless dedication and vision helped propel Sycamore Township to be a leader in local government with outstanding public services, low taxes, and safe and efficient transportation. And I think that's all true. He was a good public servant. He was well known to the staff uh, and worked with them for many years. And I don't criticize everyone's affection for him, but there was reason for change to happen in the township as a result of the election. I will note that Mr. Bickford is now employed by Claremont County as an assistant administrator on terms which will significantly reduce the township's remaining payouts under the terms of the severance agreement with him. And we all wish him well. Let's go to the next slide, please. Now, Mr. Warwick has been criticized by Mr. Abraham on June 4th and again tonight, attacked for personal things that have nothing to do with performance here. I, I think it's important we defend our employees in the township because they do good work. If someone is not performing well, then you know something should happen, but that's not the case here. And Mr. Warwick is an outstanding administrator who's here to guide us into this new decade. Uh, he's got many years in the private sector. Regarding Mr. Abraham's concerns, though, it is true Mr. Warwick suffered a business failure that forced him into a 2005 bankruptcy. That's 15 years ago, not last month. And look, look Abraham Lincoln, Carl Lindner, six of President Trump's businesses, Henry Ford and many others, personally and business-wise, have been down that road. Like those individuals, Mr. Warwick learned from it and he re rebounded and excelled. In 2014, almost 10 years after that filing, he was appointed by Hamilton Township trustees to serve as their fiscal officer. He fixed their finances. He helped them cut taxes afterward for the, for the township taxpayers. That's a really good thing. Um, he became the administrator there. He served on boards of private companies. He's well connected with the governor, the attorney general, the auditor, and a variety of state senators and representatives and other state and local officials. He's humble enough to drop, not to drop names about them all the time, but he knows who to get in touch with to get things done. And as a trustee, I'm very satisfied with his abilities and with his performance so far. I hope the public is too. If you're not, let me know, please. Um, but we're finding new and better ways of doing things here to better serve the public all the time. If a township employee at any level is not performing properly or you have a criticism, let the trustees know, certainly. We'll look into it. And if it's valid, we'll do something about it. Uh, next slide, please. So in summary, I want to thank everyone, including Mr. Abraham, who take an interest in township affairs and for the opportunity to address these things in response to his questions. 
some of which are politically motivated. We all have our political thoughts, obviously. Um, we as a township welcome further requests people have. There's where to go on the web to our website to uh, make a request if anyone wants to make a records request. And next slide here. To find it from the home page, you click up there where it says Our Community, and a menu drops down, or you hover over it and it drops down. You click on Public Record Request, and there's an easy form to fill out. So I thought these things were important to say, though, uh, because of the criticism Mr. Abraham pro had provided. Again, I welcome his comments and anyone else's here, though. It's important that we hear from the public. I was one of those citizens coming in, poking at the trustees over things before I ran for office, too. And I know when you're sitting on this side, of the, the dais here it's a little different hearing that but it's very important that everyone state what they think and ask questions so i wanted to provide that information to be totally transparent about what went on and if anyone wants to talk with me outside of the meeting about uh, anything in the township that i've been involved in i am happy to answer those questions thank you everybody stay healthy and safe um my comments are uh I, I, when Mr. Abraham was talking, he referenced you, and it sounded like uh, I didn't give him any information. I just passed along at that time. The uh, letter we, we got from Ray Warwick, his application on November the 11th, 2019, the letter, the cover letter, and the well-documented his resume. Uh, I was very upset that day, too, because he, he did this hatchet, and then he left. And any, any citizen is allowed. That's your, that's your right to do that. Uh, but it was, it was a, a, a bad bad shot at him. Uh, Mr. Warwick is a bad hire. He wasn't vetted, worried that uh, Mr. Abrams worried that his property tax would go up. And he was upset about the financial impact that we we didn't have anything to do with. Uh, Tom James and I didn't have anything to do with the former board here uh, on the eve of uh, my election when I got in. Uh, his contract, uh, the golden contract was made with perpetual contract. And uh, the cost was, as Mr. Abraham said, uh, now it's been adjusted, but was over $270,000. Uh, another member of the, our township, another employee, got the similar contract, same contract. I asked our law director about it, and we had a great conversation about that contract, what his involvement was. Uh, he has since retired. Um, and his contract's the same. It's $1,000 a year less. Uh, and he claimed that we let the best administrator go and paid this money and uh, we didn't do our homework. He had a bankruptcy, he was fired after two years as an administrator in Hamilton Township, but he went on and on. Well, Ray Warwick's resume far exceeded our expectations and, and he was vetted. I, I called his references and others, received a number of phone calls from people who knew him. Uh, they all had wonderful things to say about him and we were blessed that we could we could get him as, a, as our administrator. and. Um, he, uh, he was a former president of the Warren County Republican Party, former president of the Warren County Tea Party, uh, president of a number of corporations, chief executive officer. His resume just bounced off the wall. Now, as far as the uh, bankruptcy, um, this is like a, a mulligan in, in uh, golf. You know, it's, a, it's a, a second chance, and that's, it's legal. So I went to the uh, talk to our Cam Hamilton County Auditor, Dusty Rhodes, and I said, you know, there's a resident concerned about this. Absolutely, no problem at all. There's no problem. I went to the uh, the state auditor's office to talk to them about this. The same thing. There's no worry at all. Uh, Mr. Abraham praised uh, our previous administrator's work rec record. He had nobody from the town. Everybody loved him. Everybody who worked with him. Well, obviously, I didn't. I did not care for 
Mr. Warwick and uh, Mr. Uh, Bickford on a, on a number of things that, that happened over the years, the two years that I worked with him. And, and I'm on public record saying that. I voiced my opinion in this room uh, on his, his actions a number of times. So th there's that to look back on. Um, but but he, he did, I um, will praise him as, as you did also. He left, he left a, a good mark in the township. You know, we're, in, we're in good shape. Um, but his job search was interesting because they all vetted these people. He was a zoning director and they moved him up to administrator. No, no records of a job search. He had zero experience as an administrator. At that time when uh, Channel 5 asked why the change to one of our township uh, trustees, why the change? Why are you making this change? At that door, he was, the answer was, we are going in a different direction. Um, three years ago, when I, when I came in as a trustee, I asked Mr. Bickford, going through his resume and his personnel file, where, where, where's your resume? There's no resume. I don't know what you've done in the past. And I urged him to put one in. I, I, don't, I don't know if he ever did. But um, I will say this, that um, I'm very, very happy with Ray Warwick's job performance. Uh, and uh, I'm glad you put that list of uh, how much money township administrators, because Mr. Weedman had said that uh, he was one of the lowest paid and we, we signed uh, Mr. Warwick for a two-year contract at that same exact salary, and I thought maybe we have to make a very quick adjustment to that. But uh, he, he is not, he's the same amount of money that Mr. Bickford received, and he's not taking a number of the benefits. So uh, I, I just want to voice my opinion. I'm very, very happy with him as our administrator, and we are blessed that we have him. And Mr. Bickford has gone on. His ability, obviously, went on and got a very nice job after leaving here. Um, announcement changes. The Citizen Finance Committee meeting will be Thursday, July 23rd, 6 p.m. here in the Township Administration Building. The next uh, Township uh, Trustee meeting is a workshop. That's on July 4th at 9 a.m. For scheduled meetings, events, without changes, see our Township's uh, webpage. Um, it is now... Mr. LaBarbera, before, before you go, I just want to address something that you just said. Sure. And that was that Mr. Weedman has suggested he was the lowest, lowest um, uh, administrator. No, no, you said one of the... One of the yeah. One of the. So I think what I actually said was, so for the record, I actually said he was the lowest township... He, this year he would have been the lowest township paid township administrator in Hamilton County, and that is still accurate. I think Mr. James put in Fairfield Township in Butler County, and he put in... Uh, Went to Warren County to go to uh, to uh, uh, Deerfield Township, and I think he's got a third one in there that is not a, that is also outside the uh, that's below the three people that are below uh, where Bickford would have been paid this year are all outside of Hamilton County. So I think just for the record, I want to correct that and make sure everybody understands what I actually said was he was going to be the lowest paid township administrator in Hamilton County, and, and that is accurate. And, of, of and the ones so, in my survey, so, you are correct as to that. Yes. And so we have, with Mr. Warwick, the lowest paid at the present time, and he has a two-year contract, and maybe we can adjust that. Maybe we need to provide a raise. <laughs> yes. Um, it is now... Uh, Motion to adjourn. Wait, wait. It's, it's, sorry. I do want to point out for the public, the fiscal our Citizen Finance Committee meeting coming up on July 23rd is, of course, subject to new orders from the governor, which some of us think may be looming now that he's called a an address tomorrow night rather than a press conference Thursday. 
So please check our website if anyone is looking to visit any of our boards or committees. And I trust if something changes, I think uh, Rob can probably put that on Zoom, and so we could probably still continue to conduct it, but yeah. through Zoom. So mm -hmm. uh, it is now 8:40. Do we have a motion? Motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor. All in favor. Aye. Aye. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Good night.